Hello and welcome to the Zeitheist Podcast. Today is Tuesday, February 20th, and this is Christian Humes here with Emily Gale Langston, John Paul Murphy, and guest Tom Caswell. Hello. How's everybody doing today? So good. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, interrupting The Bachelor to be on here, but... Oh my god, me too. Me and John were texting in the group thread between me, John, and Christian about The Bachelor, and it, Christian probably wanted to kill us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had no idea what you guys were talking about. We're talking about The Bachelor. We'll hear about The Bachelor for a minute. For those of you that haven't heard Tom before, he's been on the show once before here to talk about uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi. Welcome back, Tom. Hey, hey, Tom is hey. a host on uh, the Unranked Podcast. Also a writer over at Sci-Fi now, right, Tom? Yeah, Ooh. Sci-Fi Wire, which is their like, website, news, pop culture website. Yep. Nice. Got, got a back. piece Welcome about, actually, uh, got a piece about Black Panther coming out later this week. That's which is good quite... because you... You are South African, I am, which I learned so today. I'm uh, basically from Wakanda. Oh, let me. Can I guess? Oh all no, I'd be I'd be Ulysses Claw. I'd be Claw. I'd be the guy with the arm. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what do you think of your depiction of him? Uh, or his I depiction? made it rain. <laughs> can I? Can I? Um, guess some South African words you use. Uh, you mean Afrikaans? I don't know actually how to speak. No, Afrikaans. no, no. Like like the word costume mm-hmm. or torch. Well, everybody knows that one. My friend, my friend in high school was from South Africa, and mm-hmm. his parents were rich, and they each had the fancy pool, and they'd always be like, "Richard, get your costume." Oh, like bathing oh, suit? instead of like a bathing gotcha. suit, yeah, and torches, flashlight. I know that. Yeah. Get yeah. your costume. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I had never heard trunks. that before. We call them trunks. Yeah, trunks. Uh, so, <laughs> big stories, obviously, that we're going to end up hearing tonight on this episode. Um, we're going to talk Black Panther. We're going to have spoilers, so that'll be later. We'll give you a warning as to when to leave if you haven't watched it yet, but if you're like the millions of other people that have, stay and listen. Literally uh, Emily, millions. You, you, so many people saw the, this this weekend. Yeah, so many people. I'm it's amazing. so pissed. Top of the show, the one thing I just want to say, obviously a very sad week otherwise, though, this last week oh, yeah. after the events in Florida, but one hopeful thing is the message that these super brave, smart, talented kids are trying to spread and like help push for gun control uh, it feels you know, different so this time obviously. it really does feel it, different it does because yeah. i think the past few school shootings have been um elementary school kids right and those kids don't really have like formed opinions yet and they don't yeah and then yeah. this time it's like like act like people who are almost adults who can uh, but also say, I, th- I think like, it's a little bit there's Maybe with Newtown, it was kind of this, uh, which why there was some, I think, activity after Newtown with the parents. Um, yeah. But yeah. generally, I think the victims of the sort of that survive these mass shootings, but they're like sort of there and they survive. A lot yeah. of times they, they it's a very traumatic experience, so they kind of don't want to like relive it or visit as right. a time where they're shy to maybe, and understandably so, to like get in, like be out there and be the the face of it and i am so, just well, right. newtown was about what five years ago now yes. right mm-hmm. so these kids were all a lot younger when that happened right. so they grew up in school going through this they were a lot younger during that time and now it's at a time where a lot more young people are politically engaged mm. yes because yeah. of and, I, and know, that's what's a, going on I, so. I think not to discredit the the parents of like the newtown children i think they they're still very like politically active and they're still trying to actually get stuff done it's just like they've been stonewalled by a very yeah bad right. political and it's, it's tough it's also just so devastating like you can't yeah. really imagine it's, it's hard to imagine what it's like for any of those people but also, like i'm saying i'm just trying to see the bright side don't have videos it's from like, the actual shooting yes yeah yeah of course that's yeah. also very true that's very true. Um, so hopefully hopefully these kids, you know, can really make a difference. Uh, one politically interesting thing that happened, which was great, was last week we saw the portraits that were unveiled for oh, my former fucking God. president and uh, first lady, the Obamas, Mr. and Mrs. Barack and Michelle Obama. I love Amazing. Them. I love right? I love Barack's, but I got to say the Michelle one does not look like a... Oh, well, that's not, interesting. That, that's that artist's style, though. Yeah. I read that she paints black skin in tones of mm-hmm. gray. Um, yeah. But, I, I mean, I just I just thought the face was a little, just wasn't necessarily like Yeah, that. I think that's just partially due to the, right, the nature right. of the style of the that style. they were I think it's beautiful. Yeah. 
Like it's if, amazing. Yeah, if if someone showed me that, I'd be like, oh, but like it just when Obama's looks like almost like a photo. His, it's amazing. Yeah. It's oh amazing. Did you guys look through all the other portraits in that in that gallery at like all the other the presidential portraits? Yeah. 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 Bill Clinton's is fucked. No, no. Like George W. Bush's looks like like that's like the Batman v Superman down of justice of like presidential portraits. It's like such <laughs> a you know in the nineties how they would always yeah yeah but you know how like in the 90s they would always take like it like bill clinton's looks like it was made in fucking like microsoft paint or something because it's just like like little dots it's like someone turned up the sharpness on a already made portrait terrible (laughs) there were a lot of great photoshops of them people took the obama one and did the simpsons thing i saw you share that tom first thing someone Someone took like actually like super implanted it because i just put like a side by side comparing the yeah. two images but someone actually had homer backing into the painting and I made a gift yeah. incredible yeah. so and good. then there's the one where someone uh took the old photo of obama smoking weed and put his face over that one and then changed all the plants in the it's background to weed plants weed and they looked amazing and then That's i made a pretty amazing. good one i made a pretty good one it's actually i still have it pinned on my twitter i got a lot of decent <laughs> amount of likes on this i i gave him his tan suit so I left it exactly Ooh. the same, except I made his suit tan. I saw that. Oh, that was hell good. yeah. That was really good. <laughs> that's, that's, I love the tan suit. suit. <laughs> and what I did uh, for that was I literally just grabbed his tan suit from the internet. I just stretched it out so I had the exact color. And then I just <laughs> <laughs> basically used it and cut out the old one. And it worked that's perfectly. Funny. Yeah, it was no, great. No, I thought they were so great. I like that people are going to go and see how different their portraits are from the rest of them. And how symbolic of a like that is going to be in relation to their presidency or to his presidency if if we eventually get to a trump portrait who and oh. the question is if you know we don't know um well we've got his fucking robot in disney so yeah, yeah. so we'll probably get a trump portrait. <laughs> but do you think it's going to be like one of those like it's not going to look anything like he does currently it's going to be one of those like younger sort of like no i think it's going to be like someone's gonna it's gonna be like one of those drawings that someone has carved or like scrawled into like a bathroom stall at like a gas station it'll be that's i've never heard you use an accent with anything before like literally my new york accent and you just said drawings (laughs) oh my god um it might be be because i've been drinking all night Trump's portrait will be just like the Disney robot where it'll have been someone starting a portrait of Hillary Clinton and then they've got to adjust it for Trump. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It looks like someone melted. It's awful. It's super awful. And also phenomenal for the same Well, he has a picture up. They have a photograph up in the wing of him. It's it's terrible. Hopefully, he won't get one. (laughs) He'll be disgraced. Hopefully not. Yeah. It'll, It'll go right to the shredder. I think um, everyone gets one regardless of if you're a terrible president or not. Well, it depends. Can we make it really bad? Treason. Yeah, that's or, true. Or not Did if Nixon he commits get one? treason. Yeah. Or if oh, he could it be, could it be or... a mugshot? Could we have like a mugshot for oh, him? Oh my God. Yes. I would love that. A mugshot would be good. It'd be, that'd be pretty artistic too. That'd be like kind yeah. of like a, like a different. If they're going to go this route yeah. of like, we're now going to do very like stylized to different artistic styles of paintings. It's like what a mugshot would be kind of a cool throwback to like nineteen twenties, <laughs> but like photograph. Like, that would be. So I would also awesome. love it if it occurred on a bed and two Russian hookers were peeing all over. I know. <laughs> and it was also a VHS tape. <laughs> wow, it's a TV screen. It's just I mean, I, I don't know. Tape. <laughs> I don't know if we're ever going <laughs> to unfortunately see the P tape because of all of those AIs now that are creating these fake porns and fake oh, yeah. videos. Oh, yeah. Where it's fake, like they'll never be able to confirm a tape now because of this kind of technology. It's yeah. It's uh, one of the most unfortunate things about it. I bet Very you can likely. tell whenever that technology is like. And I bet actually you're not going to be able to see him, Very but likely. it's going to be his voice. It's going to be the Hollywood access tape. You know, access Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> it's going to. You're going to hear it. Oh, I can't wait to hear that. All right. So, obviously, big story of the week, Black Panther. We all saw it, except for Emily. So, Emily, what happened? Emily hasn't seen it. What happened? Wait. Here's what what happened. happened. Saturday, I went to get my ticket Saturday morning to see Black Panther at Pacific Theaters at the Grove, (laughs) right? That evening, I go to see the movie. About one and a half trailers in, it, it just pauses Oh, no. And I realized that there are a bunch of people in the theater, like, standing up. 
and they had double booked like half the theater. So they had like sold half the seats twice. Fuck. And then like it was like this huge thing for like 30 minutes. People were like, this is crazy. Like, (laughs) how are you guys going to fix this? And in my head, I'm like, they can't fix it. Like, right. They can't just like show another copy of the movie because it's not like they have like an like an infinite amount of these movies to like show. Right. Um, And then they eventually asked for like people to volunteer to give their seat up. Oh. Which I did that because it's like I'm not gonna have like all these people of color like <laughs> dressed up to see this movie kicked out and me a white person sit in my fucking seat like as they leave. <laughs> I the was movie okay. they've been waiting their entire life for. I was wondering why you were because you told me like briefly about the fact that you gave up your seat and I'm like, but if you had a seat, why did you give it up? Now it no, makes sense. every I was so mad because it's like a lot of people who left the like because they were like giving like free passes away to people who like offered to leave and i was so fucking mad every time like i saw like a black person enter the line and i'm like why are you here like why didn't like another white person give their seat to you yeah like, what is happening yeah it's so fuck it was so stupid um but yeah I, but i liked it because it, when, whenever it was happening and like the theater was like talking to everybody in the theater uh people kept yelling wakanda <laughs> wakanda forever baby it was it was incredible. Um, so before yeah. we're gonna we're gonna start talking about it in a minute. I actually had two other really quick things to bring up before because I know Emily, you probably are gonna head out for the spoiler section of this. Or are you gonna stay? What's the what's um, the word on that? I might bounce if y'all are gonna. Wait, talk can I about... talk about my theater experience? Can we just talk about theater experiences? Okay, yeah, hear, we, yeah. Let's we hear everybody's let me, theater experience. Let me go off topic so that we can go back in topic really quick. So okay. I just had one other thing, which was I wanted to I wanted to plug something really quick. Uh, okay. Our friend, I went to his uh, book release party last night. Our friend Antoine Bandelet, friend of the show, just released. And this is another, I mean, this is a this is Black History Month. Black Panther's coming out. You know, it's a great, huge week for African-Americans, um, for black people in general. And he, he just released his first fantasy novel, Antoine's uh, black author. He's a YouTuber. And his book is a fantasy novel that takes place in Africa. And it's called The Kishi. And The Kishi are like based on it's a african folklore about these people that have uh wolf heads on the back of their heads it's something it's somewhere between like i'd say like an animangus and a werewolf it's a something that can sort of appear like out of harry potter but it's also kind of like a werewolf and it's really awesome he just released his first novel and it's fantasy novel so people should check that out uh i was there last night for his release party and it was great so that's cool can we also plug kalina's new music video oh my god yeah we plugged that last week we plugged kalina our friend whose song was featured in the super bowl also another but now she has a music video that's very touching yeah also kalina um last weekend i was having a yard sale and i posted a picture saying please bring cash card or mcdonald's breakfast and kalina brought me mcdonald's breakfast which is amazing watch her video twice now she's a superstar she's amazing but she okay, still John. has the time to bring Emily coffee. John, what was your theater story? Yeah. Uh, well, I just wanted to say, like, I, I enjoyed this movie despite my um, having to sit next to on either side. One side was a mom and her son, and the mom was one of those moms that's like, who's that? Oh, that's cute. Blah, blah, blah. Like, that's cute, Constantly, though. I like, 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 just <laughs> saying shit. And then on the other side was a couple, probably in their early 20s, very cuddly, at minimum, there was definitely some heavy petting going on. Whoa, oh, what? Yeah. And, you know, at most, there may have been, like, some little HJ under the uh, sweater stuff going on. Did you on. get some intimacy tips from them? No, because I was trying to watch the movie. Were you with your girlfriend? No, I was alone. Wait, so is what a handjob third base? Sa- what? What? Is a handjob third base? I just started watching no. American Vandal, and they yeah. kept referring to it as it's third base. It's somewhere between, right? No. The hand job for so me that's like second has always base, right? been third base. Okay. That no, seems like I, second base. It's below the belt. But there is no third above the belt for dudes. Yeah, yeah. Th- second base is, well, like is, nipple is play. essentially... Second base exists solely as boob grabbing. So, But that makes then a blow job the same as a hand job. And that seems Correct. crazy to Correct. me. Correct. Correct. Whatever can make you orgasm is third base and above. That's interesting. I've, I, I mean, would like to say any of you guys have made a woman come from playing with a tit, or um, it's possible. I, it's I would like to say I don't think a, a hand job and a blow job should be equal. That's what I say. 
I think, think I think I, the baseball dynamic is a little too simple of a well, no, no, metaphor. No. I think because where's butt stuff going? Here's Are you yeah. just here's home the thing. Here's, here's the, the thing: is I always felt like it was first base was like making out, second base was like you know like like if you're a dude, it's like filling up like tits and stuff. Third base is like below the belt. But if you're a girl, then it's different because. It, Skip a base. Girls don't use baseball analogies for right sexual encounters. Gonna, is the difference. I'm going <laughs> to put out a tweet poll, and I'm going to see how, is how second, many. Maybe maybe get. getting a hand drop is like stealing third base. It's like you didn't get there yeah. naturally, but like you still made it. Like technically, it, no, it was a it was a thrown error. Yeah, you were able to get to third based on the error that the defense played. They walked the batter. They're, the bases yeah, were. Yeah. <laughs> there's already someone on first. They walked the batter. You get automatically pushed to third because yeah, there's the nowhere else. Came for out you to and be. gave you a hand job. Yeah, there's nowhere else for you to be. I guess. Yeah. Sure. It's just an interesting question that came up. Uh, right, so can, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this up. So I'm you had an awkward experience. I take it, John. I I, I I also say I had very much, I had a lot of distractions. Yeah. But despite that, which was your favorite part of the movie? The Petting to your left, the mom to your right, or the movie? I think the, my favorite part was when the mom, like, there was some, somebody had some sort of outfit on, some African sort of thing. She goes, oh, that's beautiful. Like, Aww. like very sincerely. And I'm just like, and then, like, her son just, like, weirdly laughs. I don't know. <laughs> that's weird. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyways. So I went, I went with a group of friends and... Uh, they they had a rule which was either you had to wear all black, which was you know so- that was a that was a, a collection of people. Yes, it was. I went with a very diverse collection of people, and <laughs> I was like one of the only white. I was people like, there. I don't know if Christians ever hung out with like most of these people in this picture. <laughs> well, I hang out with Vaughn a lot and Antoine. Um, yeah, but the rest of them, no. I actually met a bunch of them, and then I and then I ended up hanging out with them again at Antoine's book party because it was our friend our mm. friend Antoine the writers he was the one that put that gathering together for Black Panther but he posted a rule he was like don't come unless you're wearing all black or a dashiki so it was basically most of us were wearing all black except for a handful of dudes that were wearing dashikis uh which yeah. I saw a Facebook post today and it was amazing and it was hey I know we're all excited about Black Panther but do we all have to be so extra this was an African-American person saying this and he was saying that's like other black people being like hey like can we calm down because and he had pictures of all like the black people taking pictures in front of the Black Panther, like signs and dashikis, things like that. But then, then multiple comments underneath, everyone was like, "Okay, but what about this?" And then it was all of the Star Wars like re- movie releases, and yeah. it's all the fucking white people <laughs> in like Jabba the Hutt costumes and pilot costumes and Ray costumes and full like Who's dark mall body Star paint. Wars movie in a Jabba the Hutt. There was a photo of it. <laughs> oh my there god, there was a photo of it. It was amazing. And so, and the person, I would. It's like, it. yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> like you can't start yeah. calling people out yeah. on because they're showing up in Dashiki and they're excited when all those fucking white people are showing up to Star Wars <laughs> like it's the final Halloween of your lifetime. His. Here's a, here's, a quick, here's a quick little question, because I was thinking about it. Would it be acceptable to go to a Comic-Con as a white man dressed as Black Panther, like wearing the suit? No. As long as you're not doing blackface, sure. You're not doing blackface, yeah. you could absolutely you're wearing, be Black like, Panther. the costume. Sure. You can, you can go dress as Ross. Yeah, right. No, you could go as Black Panther. <laughs> yeah. You just you you can't exact- walk I, around I mean, and do his accent. I'm going to do it. I was just curious. You can't mm-hmm. do his accent. And you can't put on like blackface. As long as you're Definitely not racist, it's fine. Face. You sh- you you can dress up. I would as Black Panther. I would say maybe instead just pick a white superhero. Yeah, though. there are a lot of them. <laughs> oh well, we have I'm, plenty. I'm trying to grow. Um, I'm trying to grow. We have plenty of white superheroes. You I'm don't obsessed. have to right. dress up as the black one. Right. Uh, no, it was just a complete hypothetical because I know I was just. I mean, I. I, I yeah. I'm not putting the money into this. I'm actually trying to grow. I'm obsessed with Chris Evans' hair from Infinity War, so I'm trying to grow that look. <laughs> that's cute. Go. That's the look I'm going um, for. Well, that's like whenever Moana came out, people were like, um, "It's okay to dress your kid as Moana, but only do like the costumey versions of Moana, and don't do like don't dye your hair and like dye other things, right?" Yeah. Yeah, and dye other things, well, or like do like skin. the licensed versions, like or there was a uproar City, about Moana. don't do like a like a culturally appropriated like yeah, p- skirt and people were people yeah. got pissed off. People at were doing the like tattoos and Moana, stuff like though. that. They were there. Yeah. There was someone don't do right, the tattoos. Yeah, there was someone got pissed off about the Maui costume. Like for kids, it was like a little muscle suit 
that like yeah that's could, shitty. well also i think know, it was where... like the skin tone was part of the problem too yeah. that was yeah. sort of the main thing yeah it's just like you i think if you really have to question it if you're like is this okay then the answer is it might not be yeah just don't if you have to ask <laughs> then maybe maybe not yeah. but i i don't yeah. i'm not going to speak for other black just people but i would just guess that like i know a lot of women that when they go to conventions, they're happy when they see men dress up as their favorite female characters, which there's still so fewer than there are male characters. So I'd imagine that um, most minority groups want to be inclusive because they want us fucking white dudes to be inclusive as well. <laughs> and unlike right. like us white also, dudes, everyone else if, actually if, leads by that example. We just don't. <laughs> if you if you cosplayed as Black Panther and just kept the helmet on, it would it would never be. Yeah, a just don't do the accent. Right. <laughs> That's. I never freeze. But if never, if no one ever sees your face, they don't know. Who yeah, you just, are. it's so that's it's still away. not worth it. So I went to the movies, and <laughs> the guy sat next to me was like reeking of weed. He slept through seventy five percent of the movie. Oh no! <laughs> I, like, at one point, my girlfriend just goes, "What's happening over there?" And I just like turn around. And I hear him just snoring <laughs> so loud. Oh, that would piss oh, my me off. He, he would wake up that during any of the really loud action scenes, and he would just be like. Oh, like looking at it, like trying to figure out what's going on, and then he would pass back out. That's funny. <laughs> I like that. I take it this was a white guy. No, 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 no. Oh no. wow! I I was one of like three white God. people in my theater, which was kind of awesome. Does he? Hate... I was gonna say white people are gonna be on yeah. their best behavior watching that movie. 100%. They're not gonna go in that and fall asleep. Well, now with all those fake stories going around, yeah. Being... Oh my white God! Say... People being beaten. Let's come on, white people. Let's be better. Yeah. Come on. That's no, so fucking no, bad. it's called "Let's Go Russians." Let's be better about this. Yeah, <laughs> about making our fake stories and pushing them. Tom, did you have any interesting theater experiences, or are we the only weirdos because we're in, we're in LA? I mean, I went to the <laughs> Dolby Cinema. Um, you know, Mega Blast you in the ass ticket, Rockin' Sockin' Robot HD. Oh, I had those. I I went to like an AMC, like the one that has like the subs yeah. and the seats and the reclining seats and everything. Yeah, it's oh you went to that. So I was gonna say since people paid premium money, no one was fucking around. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I yeah. Mean, that guy it was enjoyed the people the that really wanted, wanted to be to, there. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't have any. Uh, I've I've seen it twice now. I saw it opening night, and then my father was actually coming into town, and we like to go see these together. And I was like, oh well, since you're in town, let's go see it. And Wait, where do you live? I live in New York City. Oh, okay. Yeah, he stayed up yeah. late for the show tonight. I was gonna say, hey man, the MCU is life. Let me show you. Let me show you guys something real quick. Actually, um, he's getting out the bed. I wonder if this is gonna be the same thing I have. Oh no, this is a different thing. So Marvel Studios, it's the ten-year celebration of the Marvel Studios uh, thing. So I got this jumper, which this is official merchandise. More than a fan. Yeah, and the A is like the fucking Avengers A. The Avengers looks, thing. But it looks like something you'd buy like off, you know, like one of the things that they sell on the street outside Comic-Con. Like it just looks you get so this? unofficial. Marvel's fucking website. This wow. is the fucking thing they put out for the 10th anniversary. More than a fan. It really does thing. look like. And then the back has like all of the movies. Yeah, that looks like some, like some guy made You that. know what it is, though? They're going for one of those band shirts, like the kind of person that travels around and they I go to the so. band yeah, tour. Exactly. That's what that yeah. is. I'm actually going to yeah. start. My girlfriend and I decided we're going to watch all of the Marvel movies in order of release before Infinity War comes out. So we're going to actually start that soon. If you did it, oh, that's cool. if you did it one a week from the beginning of the year, it would have led perfectly yeah. to Infinity War. Yeah, we decided that a little too late Infinity for that. War, I, re- so. I I looked at the calendar to try and figure that out, but that's okay. That's. Um, well, you can just watch four this week, and then it's okay. You can only track. watch one, and they're kind of all the same Five. formula. Tom, did so. you get this at your Dolby Cinema? They handed wow. these out to Tom. us when we left. Black Panther issue number one. Yes. Yeah, I already own it. Which though, is pretty so. cool that they handed these out to everyone after the movie. Like, it's pretty freaking awesome. So, I gave I gave mine away to someone. I was like, hey, if you have someone that can, because like I made friends with people at the theater, and I was like, if you have someone that would be interested in reading this, you can take it because I've already read it. Tanahasi Coates uh, run on Black Panther is really fucking good. Really good. Mm. All right. Story spoiler time. If you haven't spoiler watched time? it yet, what? stop. Go see it. Come back. If you don't care about spoilers, stay. Maybe you'll be convinced to see it. You're going to go? I'm going to go okay. then. I mean, I would say yeah, the movie. Yeah, you know I, I love spoilers. spoilers. You're going to get 
Yeah, but I don't want everybody like... to be mad at me for knowing what's going to happen. <laughs> Aka the three most. All right, well, Emily. Then where can people keep up with you in the meantime? You can follow me at Hey Emily, shut up, or at shutupemily.com. Emily, thanks for coming on. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Of course. We'll talk to you later. All right, hot takes going around the room. Out of ten, what do you guys give it? Nine. Um, John I would say eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I'm with Tom, but I haven't, I'm, I need to see it again. As of now, I would definitely say nine. Uh, where would you put it in the pantheon of Marvel movies? I would say that the only movie that beats it out would probably be Civil War. Um, I am oh, one of these people that like Civil War more than Winter Soldier, and mostly because I think that Avengers was very impressive in the way that it culminated all of these characters together. But I think mm-hmm. since Civil War, like kind of doubled that roster and also told, I think, a way more interesting story than the original Avengers. It's up there for me. Um, also, it has Spidey, mm-hmm. who's my favorite hero, and it does introduce Black Panther, who is... Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll get to it, but I think the version of Black Panther we saw in Civil War was actually better than the version of Black Panther we saw in Black Panther. Um, and I thought Zemo at the time was a really good villain. Um, so it's like two, it's like two or three, and it's probably also like it's. I mean, dude, all the best Marvel movies are so good and interchangeable that it's like, does it really matter? It's like when people are like, "What's yeah. your favorite Miyazaki film?" All right. <laughs> Uh, John, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat where I think my favorites are aligned with Tom's, and I think Civil War is up there, Winter Soldier, Avengers. I think original Iron, the first Iron Man, is I think ultimately like I think one of my yeah, favorite movies. That's yeah. a, um, I would also say just because it kind of also sets the formula of everything to come, and yeah. a lot. Of, and it's kind of when watching this movie, it, it I think it was really well done. It what so what they did was to me it felt like they just kind of did what they usually do which was it felt like an Iron Man movie mixed with a bunch of other things. It kind of Thor meets Iron Man a little bit. and um, But because it's sort of a new environment, new characters, it felt different. So where the actual like skeleton story felt the same, the depth to it felt different in terms of like the what they were discussing and the ideas involved much, felt much deeper and more rich than just rehashing the same story when the when the movie opens up it has mm. a cold open that takes place in oakland between t'chaka who's t'challa's father and michael b jordan uh michael b jordan's eric killmonger's father and that scene was so well done that when the marvel like logo studios logo kicks in i was like like i was jo- you know i was like oh fuck this is a marvel movie and i kind of had that feeling through the whole film not so much yeah. towards the third act it kind of devolves into standard marvel fare at that point but for most of the film i was mm-hmm. like fuck i this is a superhero movie i'm in a similar spot with you guys uh the only one i would say i don't agree with i winter soldier doesn't do a ton for me maybe i need to rewatch it i think it's fine it didn't do a lot. i just the villain the villain's not super compelling um, I, I i think that i don't know i think it's good the, i think civil war is better I would put Thor. I would put it up there with Thor three, Iron Man one, First Avengers, and Civil War. Oh, I'd say those see, are my I'm, top I have five to favorite clarify, Marvel I have movies. not seen Thor Ragnarok yet. Oh shit! Oh uh, shit! Yeah, I know. It's I, I, very I, good. I missed it in theaters, and I've just been waiting for it to be on digital. So when people say out, like, something like, stupid, tomorrow. good, Thor, Thor Ragnarok is that stupid good? Yeah, yeah. Well, you I know. I see that. Also, one of my favorite Marvel movies too. Okay. Oh, I didn't even yeah, think well, of that for some reason. Sony. I didn't yeah. think about Spider-Man, but it is yeah. it is a part of the... Oh, that's really... Um, do I like Spider-Man, though, more than any of those five? I don't know if Spider-Man would be in my top five. It might be, like, sixth. It might, I don't know if I like it more right. than the new Thor. Well, maybe more than the first Avengers. Well, that might Guardians be at the bottom too. of that list. You've got Guardians as well. I like Guardians, but I don't think I like them nearly as much as the first time I like mm-hmm. watching them. I liked the first time I saw Guardians 1 and Guardians 2 a lot more than I liked yeah. the subsequent. Yeah, they they never did as much. Not mm-hmm. that I think either of them are bad, but there's so so much of both I mean, of those movies telling. relies on. It's very instance, telling like when soundtrack. the original Thor is the worst rated Marvel movie on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's at a 66%. Like, 
It's weird that the original Thor, Thor is the one and not oh, maybe Thor, Thor 2, 2. Actually, sorry. I think yeah. it is Thor 2, Dark World. Okay, yeah. Because the first Thor I don't think no, is bad. I think film. it's totally fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. totally fine, serviceable movie for something that had no business being a good movie. <laughs> like, who thought yeah. Thor was going to be a good movie? I yeah. didn't. It's such a weird idea. Uh, favorite scenes. If you had to pick, like, moments, favorite favorite scenes, then we'll do favorite moments. So you can pick, like, a full scene, full moment. And then we'll go on. Then we'll go on to all a of gripe. the um, ones where they uh, go to the ancestral plane. Both what? Michael B. Jordan's time. Okay, so you like the ancestral plane? Both time T'Challa visits. I think those are very poignant. I thought. I think when okay. the characters go to the Jabari tribe in the mountains, I just love the design of their home. Yeah. Well, you only oh, get okay. you get one favorite scene and one favorite uh, moment. So. That was like four. Okay, well so, then, okay. Fa- favorite. I'll let you think about moment. We'll come back to you for a moment. Moment should okay. be like a short. Favorite, okay. Thing. So my favorite scene are the ancestral planes ones. I'm gonna bunch them all together. My favorite okay. moment. That's is fine. I'll give you that. When uh, Killmonger dies and he says, uh, oh, "Return my body to the ocean because my oh. ancestors knew that death was better than life of bondage." And he pulls the thing out. Yeah. No, that was great. You're right. Yep. That was fantastic. And it sucks because I very want good. more of him, but he had to die. <laughs> yeah. One of the best villains of the entire Unquestionable. Unquestionable. universe so far. John, are you prepared to answer this yeah, question? Yeah, I'm just kind of thinking in my head. I think, like, just watching-wise, like, sort of visually, I think the best... Me and my favorite scene, I think, was the sort of back, uh, back room casino stuff. Yeah, that shit's um, great. And the, okay. And the yeah, car chase, that was it, great. It was, felt very Skyfall to me, which, you know, I'm a big James Bond guy, so... Oh, I could totally yeah. see that. Yeah, um, that was pretty awesome. So, yeah, and then I, I would think, like, I think, yeah, and I would agree with you, Tom. I think the ending of it, oddly, I think, for how kind of, you know, you've seen the sort of finale before where there's people fighting and lots of things going on. And it's like, and it feels very generic. And then, you know, if the fighting stops. And I think that the movie ending on that, as opposed to just, like, you know, cool kill to the villain and, like, they give the villain a little bit of like a message to leave on as opposed to just killing the villain in a way. I think that was one of the best moves I think Marvel's done in a long time, which they don't do often, you know? So, um, I think the, the, yeah. T'Challa learns more from Killmonger than any other hero learns from their villain, which is, I mean, yeah. And I think, I think it's been, it's been an interesting streak with villain. I think they've gotten actually a, a pretty good job with the types of villains they've been sort of producing. Cause I think they got a big knock in their middle part for having, having bad them. villains. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Cause that's like the biggest problem I would get like Marvel Zumo and Zemo, you know, I think the vulture or Zemo, whatever, and a vulture and like the, yeah. Vulture. And these sort of got, they, they're definitely much more a, either they got a better backstory and better motivation yeah. or they actually are successful with their plan. Zemo was phenomenal. <laughs> and villain Ragnarok is, is scary as shit too. Yeah. Hela's very threatening in Ragnarok. Yeah. She's good. She's not I, I wouldn't say she's like as good as the couple you just mentioned, but I think those are the very best. But she is definitely better than a lot of them. She's up there with a lot of them. Um so my favorite scene is the introduction of Killmonger in mm, the museum. So mm. good. I mean what better way to make you fall in love with the character than to the first time you see them sort of agree with them. He brought up, you know, all of the sort of stealing the artifacts from his native lands and calling out, you know, the British for colonizing and taking things from them that don't belong to them. Like you, you were rooting for him, even though they were killing those people in the museum, you were rooting for him in this scene. And it was, they made him so cool that I immediately was like, well, maybe he's not entirely bad. Yeah, like he's not I totally that, wrong here. I love that bit in that you know? scene where Andy Serkis goes up to the last security guard and he's like, "You can leave, <laughs> but just don't tell anyone." And yeah. shoots him in the back of the head. I mean, shout out honestly to Andy Serkis's performance. He was menacing, oh, incredible. He was funny, and which is good because Civil War it was not. Avengers uh, sorry, Age of Avengers Ultron. two. In Avengers two, yeah. he was. Yeah. I, yeah, I really, I really liked him. Like, and again, I understand why he had to die. Um, but it's a shame because I kind of wish we could see more of him. Like maybe he. Oh, I'm gonna touch on that in my biggest okay. right. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> but I agree with you. Of course, he had to die. Uh, favorite m- moment for me 
when the, so the scene where Killmonger's coming in to challenge to Chaka for the T'Challa, thro- T'Challa yeah. for the throne. Yeah. yeah. So the scene where he's coming into uh, challenge <laughs> T'Challa for the throne, he uh, he had to keep. There was a ritual we didn't know. So there's a traditional ritual we didn't know, which was, I guess, unless you ask someone what their name was or you ask them who they are, they can't introduce themselves. He couldn't just be like, hey, well, I'm this person, whatever. There's so- there's something about that because up in- he kept saying, he kept repeating himself, like, ask me who I am, ask me who I am, and no one would. And T'Challa's about to have him escorted out of the room, and he's about to go with him until one of the leaders says, what's your name? And then all of a sudden it goes from this, like, quiet scene where it seemed like he was, like, he wasn't about to win right. here and the music comes in and it comes in really loud and he walks straight at the camera and it felt like the frame rate was almost kicked up on it because it, it made you sort of uneasy. It felt like yeah, the, shutter the shutter speed was speed. picked up to sort of, um, yeah. and, and he just like sort of screams his names at them and they all look sh- That scene was, like shook me. That moment was, was incredible. That, was it, is it confirmed that it, it is a ritual where he has to be asked if it, if it's not, then it's very. I, it I mean, they do it to show strange scene to Charla. Like, but I think they also. But then, why would he turn around to leave and be escorted out instead of just saying what his name? I think it it shows the um, I guess the turn of Daniel Kaluuya's character, and that like he is sort of vengeance for Claw. Mm. Uh, Claw was used basically against him. But it, Daniel Kaluuya didn't ask him. It no, was it was the elder. It, it, it was the guy. No, it wasn't. It was the guy that had the. No, it was Daniel Kaluuya that asked him. No, I'm almost certain it was no, not it Daniel wasn't. Kalua. It, wasn't. it was the old guy. But Kalua does something to help him. Kalua is like escorting shows him. The in. Um, no, Kalua shows him the you're ring. You're both incorrect. It's the it's the okay. uh, it's the woman who was always sitting down. She's the one that asks him. Interesting. I thought it was the guy could because they zoom in on a shot on him and he goes like this. No, but it then, was the but, woman who no. was always sitting down. No, but then Kalua does something. Kalua's behind to... him the whole time, and Kalua knows no, but, who he is already. I know, but he he changes the scene. I know this because I just saw it like literally three hours ago. <laughs> well, he might. I mean, we're we're gonna have to wait. Yeah. And we'll find out because but that uh, makes the most I story sense because he's the one don't that remember brought it being him Kalua. to it, the thing. It it wasn't Kalua because Kalua is behind him the whole time. It's the woman that's that is always sitting down. I promise you. I also do. I know I'm only at one moment, but I'm taking another one. The shot where. Um, Michael B. Jordan takes the throne and it's like upside down and it flips as it's turning as he's walking in yeah. um, which in the trailer they j- shot a version with T'Challa so they could have that shot in the trailer but not reveal that Killmonger mm-hmm. ends up being king got it yeah yeah that's very cool that what did you guys think about the fight sequence the first one when he is fighting for the right on the throne and the people from what was the name of the tribe Jabari. that didn't that challenge the Jabari tribe, which they had this frightening yeah. mask. That gorilla mask was yeah. terrifying. And his weapon, his whole weapon terrifying. was kind of even though it was just like a stick, it felt like if you got sucked in the fucking head with that thing, you'd be out. I thought both waterfall fight scenes were awesome, and I love the fact that even though you know T'Challa's going to survive and you know he's going to win ultimately. I knew that he, you know, obviously he was going to lose this fight, and it felt like even though he was going to come back, him losing this fight was still a crushing defeat. And it's especially when he kills Zori, Frost Whitaker's character, like it hits you, man. Like the stakes have never really felt so high for a superhero. Like I've never felt that concerned. Maybe the only other time was in Homecoming when. Spidey's trapped under all that rubble and he's like screaming out for help and like oh fuck that's just like a 16 year old kid and he's got a building on top of him like I just I thought both waterfall fight scenes were great and you need the first one to help you understand uh, what about second. what about though when they were falling towards the train because there was a sequence where yeah. they were falling towards the train where it looked like a video game I for mean, about 30 my seconds. biggest gripe, the, that addresses my biggest gripe, which is just the CG in the movie I don't think is good. I think Black Panther moves and fights way better in Civil War than he does at any point in this movie. And it's really funny because was, there was a featurette on TV, like in a commercial, and it shows that fight scene and they're shooting it. Like they're shooting Michael B. Jordan and... Uh, um, fuck, what's uh, Chadwick Boseman fighting in their Black Panther suits? And I'm like, they actually shot that? 
because I couldn't tell you that that was real. Yeah, that yeah. the entire environment and like everything about it looked it was completely CG almost. Yeah, and I think it's because they did a lot of taking the mask off. Like the mask comes off every fucking two seconds. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to have like a dramatic movie when you can't um, you know yeah uh, show emotion in your face. I thought the choreography so. was fine though. Just the way it looked was yeah not great. Okay, biggest gripes? I know that's yeah, one that's of yours. Fine. Do you have any other gripes? Because, John, you gave it an 8 out of 10. What are your complaints? I know you've got some story complaints. It, it actually stems a little bit what from what are. Tom was initially saying, was that um, because they essentially give T'Challa's sort of motivation uh, was presented in Civil mm-hmm. War and not in this movie, he feels like a very passive hero throughout this entire movie. And that, like everybody around him feels much more interesting and much more thing. And like, and then you kind of forget, you're like, Oh wait, yeah, that's right. Black Panther is the hero of this movie. Like he is the protagonist and like, he has a couple of really good moments, but he, like, I think it just kind of felt very passive to me overall, like his thing. And I'm not, I'm not saying that's like made a bad movie. I'm just saying it like, it just felt a little weird. Like he just felt very quiet almost too much, too much. Well, yeah. And it feels like he's just reacting to everything. It doesn't feel like a lot of the time he's choosing to, okay, we're going to go do X, Y, and Z. But at the same time, I think what they... The very end of the movie, that that changes, though, I think. Yes. Of course. And I think they actually tie that in a little bit to the story itself because his whole fear, I think he tells that to his father, was that, like, he he basically fears life not being around his father. Like, he fears, like, he was so connected to him and basically he depended upon him. Yeah. He doesn't... I I mean, his, his whole arc is, like, he doesn't... Not only does he maybe not know how to be a king, but he doesn't really know how to be his own man. And, yeah. and so, so I think that that yeah. I think ties into that that that, that comment. So I, I could see how they almost addressed it in the middle of the movie, but it just kind of felt from a traditional storytelling standpoint and like having a protagonist is just like they they sort of just give you the hero and then just here, here he is. <laughs> like you don't really they don't give you anything visual to work with as far as in the beginning. They're just like, it's like you should have watched the, the Civil War right. to then go into this movie. <laughs> but saying that, though, so. I think that this okay. movie stands alone. You could watch this without, they give enough like flashbacks and stuff and little yeah. bits of dialogue that even if you hadn't seen Civil War, which would be dumb, but I know people do it. Um. <laughs> yeah, but it's. I think it's nice to get that like, you know, in Civil War, he's sort of on an sort of emotional vengeance sort of mm-hmm. thing. And you give a little more, I think, he gets a little more character moments. Whereas this one, it is a lot of reacting to other things happening. And he he looks cool and he, like, has got some cool stuff. But it's sort of, like, I think what drives, like, I think the the heart of the movie often is other people around him. Yeah. And not, not necessarily him. And that's not a that's not to knock him. That's just to be say that everyone else in this movie... Is yeah. fucking phenomenal. Even Martin Freeman, who's like the weakest part, is still like solid. <laughs> yeah, I felt I, I my other I guess like mini gripe for that was I I did like what he was being used, but he really should have died there. He was given that like sort of thing about oh they're about to destroy that lab and you only have a few seconds to like keep doing this oh, VR thing and yep. then he chooses to keep going. <laughs> he should have died yep. because. It would have actually been tied in even more to the theme of the end, which was, you know, they were all worried that he was like, if they let him go, he's going to give up Wakanda, the secrets, yeah. everything. But it's like, and for him to the die, then still, and then still to do what they like did. protecting Wakanda. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like it would have made I think have a bigger message. My guess is he's important probably to the next movie. Yeah, I guess, and he'll, you know. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing that I it's this is my only major story gripe. Why the fuck? And I think this is just a problem with all villains. All villains have to make a show of things. They have to talk too much and, like, they get in their own way. Why did Killmonger go through all of that trouble to, like, have Claw on his team, go through this whole thing, wait for T'Challa to come, then stop T'Challa, get Claw back, then just kill Claw so he could bring Claw? Once he had Claw there with him, why didn't he just kill him and bring him to Wakanda? Because I think why go it through was all a display of, the rest of, that mess? of... It was a display of... So... If Killmonger just showed up to Wakanda with uh-huh. Claw's body and went to Daniel Daniel Kaluuya, that's his name? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, yep. yeah okay. And just showed him his body and was like, hey, I've killed Killmonger and I'm of royal blood. That would have been one thing. But the fact that 
T'Challa. But that is what he did. Huh? But that is what he did. Yes. But what happened was is T'Challa went on a mission and failed to bring Claw. Sure. So that, that I think was the ultimate. It was a, it was a little like, jokery in his like. It was like five steps ahead of yeah, like thinking it emotionally. It wasn't just like I can kill yeah. Claw. It's like I can kill so Claw, and T'Challa was unable to do it. Here's the problem with this. T'Challa also then. This is my other gripe here. Uh, what's the the name of the guy from Get Out? The actor Daniel, Daniel Kaluuya or the character. So I forget his character. He could have at any one time said to Daniel Kaluuya, he could have gone to him and said, "Hey, FYI, this guy that you're backing here right now, his." dad worked with claw and is the reason your parents are dead and you're pissed that i failed you know why i failed because he attacked us we had claw so like that would have undermined him like he almost got in his own way and the only reason he didn't get in his own way is because michael michael b jordan's dad was the one that worked with claw not t'challa that's what i just said that's what i just said i said t'challa could have gone to ryan to to whatever what whatever the hell daniel daniel kaluuya Kaluuya. could have gone to daniel Kaluuya, not not the alcohol could have beverage. Not told Kaluuya. him who he was, and if he told him who he was and what he did and why he had failed, he would have just gotten like all he did was put his own plan in jeopardy. But see, when did he learn about the connection? He only learned about the connection because of the attack. So that's the other thing. Like he gave he he gave away his trump card. He gave away his surprise, and he put his whole plan at risk and almost undermined himself. Because if he just showed up, he would have had the element of surprise. T'Challa wouldn't be prepared at all, and he also couldn't have like almost screwed himself. The only reason he didn't screw himself is because for some reason T'Challa didn't pull him aside and say, Hey, this asshole is the reason why we didn't have claw. We had him and he attacked us and took him out and almost killed us. He like attacked me, the King just so he could bring claw here. I wonder himself, which he already had like the plan makes no fucking sense. It looks cool, but it actually makes no sense. Daniel Kaluuya's character is Wakabi. That's his name. Um, Okay. If if T'Challa went up to Wakabi and was like, Hey, by the way, Michael B. Jordan's father uh, was working with Claw. I don't necessarily think it would have mattered. I think Wakabi would have been like, yeah, but that was his dad and he just killed Claw. So I don't know. Yeah. But he also then says he also attacked us and took Claw from us. So Mm. he attacked the Wakandan state who had just finally captured Claw just so he can bring him in himself. And he was working with Claw that whole time. It's like this guy's a maniac. He wouldn't back that maniac. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's just a that's that's something. The plan doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Oh, but and the only reason why totally that doesn't come explained. up is because T'Challa doesn't say anything to him. But it's totally explained by Everett Ross going, oh, these guys, they know how to like disrupt, uh, you know, you know, uh, they, they all over the place, and they, they get in there, and they know how to like you <laughs> know, change regimes and stuff. And stuff. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's how you, that's how they explain it. You know, I mean, I I, mm-hmm. I I think you have a valid point. I just don't think that it's it's as not a huge deal. It just like I'm watching this, and it's the same problem with every villain. It's like you're getting in your own way. No, you almost screwed yourself here. It's, it's almost just like you know, it's, but there'd be it's no the... movie if a villain went through with a plan that was. 100 percent sure like, logical because sure it would but be he, like a 30 minute film we could have seen him hunt down and catch claw and bring claw in on him on his own without screwing over t'challa and that would have been even harder for t'challa because then he wouldn't hate this guy because he wouldn't he wouldn't have attacked the black panther he wouldn't have taken claw from him he'd only know that this guy came and saved wakanda from claw who was on the loose which is someone they weren't able to get like he would T'Challa would have an even harder time gaining the respect of his people back over Killmonger because Killmonger would never have attacked Black Panther. Right. I I, I, I see what you're getting at. I, I just don't... it's just it's it's a, it's a strange there's move. A, there's, is all. there's a there's a plot that makes sense for logic and there's a plot that makes sense for the story and I think that the way that it played out for a dynamic yeah a, a diner dynamacy between t'challa and michael b jordan it kind of had to play out the way it did it was just it was just weird because when he went to him and he was just like after 30 years i thought it'd be different and it isn't it's like i'm like tell him tell him tell him tell him tell him and of course he just walks away Mm -hmm. and i'm like just if you tell him what's going on right now but things will be a lot better yeah he didn't know that killmonger was this whole thing that was gonna at that when when, was gonna bring but he could also say that we had him and we were attacked by a guy from who like x y and z like is like we don't know who he is yet yeah. okay so in, in the throne room scene when he's challenged yes he did not bring that up but anything before that 
it it still was in the realm of reason that like correct he just knew this mysterious guy like basically but he could have said that they had him and he was taken and saved yeah well yeah but he but he had no like do you think wakabi would be like i don't there are a lot of times it doesn't matter who did it there are a lot of times where i've been in the heat of the moment in a situation when i'm under pressure and there have been five or six things i could say that would get me out of it and my mind just is not working properly (laughs) and it isn't until like the next day i'm like fuck why didn't i say that that would have like totally solved the issue okay that's fair That's so. fair. That's my. That's really my only gripe with the whole movie. Otherwise, I loved it. Yeah. Minus the also the one video game scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It, it was like the ending, like the fight scene between uh, Killmonger and and Black I, Panther did feel very um, Iron Manny, and that like I'm gonna use your suit against you. Right. And you got to fight against like but, oh, technology. Yeah. What I was and... glad. What I was glad <laughs> sure. about was is because I was a little worried about that. I was like, oh, when I saw the trailers, like, oh, they're just gonna give him another Black Panther suit, but it is like the Black Panther is tied into being king and like, right, there was of more it's it's just unfortunate that this came out after so many Marvel movies where it has just been let's make a bad version of the hero because in this one it makes sense. But that's but what so like, many oh. of the villains are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean that's, I that's, that's think, the definition of antagonist. As much as yeah. I love the um sunset scene the one where the scene where he dies it is also again undermined by the cgi i'm like they're clearly not watching a sunset sure they're clearly on a soundstage and also why didn't they make a real because he's like stabbed with the like the tip of the spear mm-hmm. why didn't they just make a real one and apply it to the costume because it was a cgi one and it wasn't tracking correctly it just was not it was uh, like a who ghost f- oh the, the CGI in the film was just, it undermined the I mean, a lot of it was, I think there's else. just so much is probably part of the problem. Yeah. You know? It's like it's there's also, I think so much somebody, that they to do. And I think with, not to like, I think, discredit any of the work that um, Ryan Coogler did, but I think he is very young and kind of a, you know, as far as he's not done that many movies. And also this is his first like big yeah. budget CG movie. And so I think when suddenly you like go from, you're working with very minimal like technology to mm-hmm. suddenly you're like dealing with a much bigger vision. Like I, I don't really doubt him. And then he must, I think sometimes you, in that situation, you often yeah. give control over to animators and animation directors and these people that like handle like all these, you know, sort of special effects houses that kind of maybe have a little more experience in that realm. Well, yeah. I won't be surprised if next time we have a Black Panther movie, it spends less time in Wakanda so that they can save some of their budget and timing on CG stuff. Because part of the problem is just Wakanda itself requires so much CG yeah. that I think a lot of it will take place outside of Wakanda before but they go you, back you to didn't it. Feel for maybe the same a third way movie. when you watch like Taki Watiti like uh, direct, you know, as Guardian. Yeah, but at least that's like in space and it's weird and I don't know. Something mm-hmm. about that is easier to sell. I think than when it's supposed to be a little bit slightly more grounded. But, I mean, who knows? I, I have a very strong theory as to what's going to be happening with the future Marvel movies, depending on whether or not Disney closes this deal with Fox. Because if they roll X-Men into this Marvel universe, we're probably going to get a cinematic multiverse because it's the only way they can have the X-Men always existing. And, like, with everything going cosmic, with Captain Marvel and Doctor Strange and Black Panther, Black Panther is basically taking the reins from Captain America and Iron Man. So, I mean, the movies are about to get weird and spacey and multiversey. So, I mean, we're probably going to see Black Panther head out of Wakanda for the next movie, which hopefully mm. will be fucking awesome. And I'm so excited for. Um, do you guys have any other, like, final thoughts about Black Panther other than that everyone should go see it? I mean, I just want to give a shout out to all the female roles in the film. I think. Oh, that, yeah. I mean, we haven't touched on any of, of them. Of course. And I think Favorite that... character that's not. Favorite female character or favorite favorite, favorite woman character or favorite Oko- non Black Panther? Okoye, the head of the Dora Mijale. But Shori's the spy? group too. Oh no. She uh Michonne. Michonne, yeah, Michonne. Michonne, Michonne yeah. She oh, her fighting her combat, everything about her was awesome. She's super badass. And um but Shori was great and I as much as I think you know, because in the comics right now, Riri Williams is this black teenager who takes up the mantle of Ironheart. That's what I was thinking. 
That's exactly what I I was can thinking. Can you imagine? Can you imagine an Iron Man suit with Black Panther gauntlets that is like gold and black? I was literally design. thinking she would be the perfect person to take over Iron Man yeah. when Tony Stark is gone. I would yeah, she was my favorite like character. Her to strike up a little romance with Peter Parker in uh, Infinity War. <laughs> Outside of the two Black Panthers, she is my favorite character in the movie. Yeah, was Shuri Falbe Okoye. Um, uh, Nakia was my least favorite of the three Nakia. female leads, other than his mom as well. His mom was great, though. Ramon, yeah, Angela Bassett was fucking clutch. Yeah, uh, Nakia's kind of given a little less to do, I think. Um, but still, great performance from Lupita Nyong'o. John, Nakia, Okoye, Shuri. Who's your favorite? Who's your girl? Uh, I think Shuri. Yeah. Um, Give it to the I nerd. Did, I did think they're, you know, I... I <laughs> You know, I, they did kill Claw and the villain and Killmonger and stuff. I wanted, like, it's Marvel again does this thing where they just don't kill any of their heroes. Like, nobody. Well, they're I about mean, to. I guess, I guess um, you know, what's his face? Uh, what's, Quicksilver. What's, uh, what's Forrest Whitaker's uh, character's name? Z- uh, Zuri. Yeah, he, so he's the only one that really died. In, right. You know, as far as here's I, it's like. I wish in that battle there may have been more. There was that one random sort of general's bodyguard person that, like, died. That got her throat slit. Yeah. Sort of. But that was like, that should have been a, maybe a, like a character, like a more significant character. This puts uh, all those Infinity War trailers into a much more interesting context for me now, seeing yes, the Wakandan fighters going yes. up against what appear to be um, the Thanos' army. So that, and it makes a lot of sense that they would be the ones going head to head with Thanos because they would, you know, tear shit up. Yeah, Thanos so. has and to also take the... out Wakanda if he's going to rule Earth. Yeah, and that, yeah. and, that and I and that's really th- that's that is great because I was very worried going into Infinity War or at least watching the trailers and not having seen like the tribes and the warriors and stuff and just kind of seeing oh we've got all these alien creatures fighting like we just have a big battle for no reason right. but it it gives a lot more context especially now that you know we know that. Not only is Bucky in Wakanda, but he's like awake and he's he's becoming, you know, he's not a Hydra call- bitch yeah. anymore. Yeah. And those kids call him White Wolf, which in the comics is Black Panther's like right hand man. So oh, that's cool. I imagine I imagine by the time Infinity War rolls around, it's going to be set a little after Black Panther, and like Bucky is a part of that um, yeah. culture, and he is living there, not just hiding. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, because I can't wait to see that city again. I want to see every... I wish I could take a tour of Wakanda. It was uh, such an interesting mix between something so alien and such a naturalistic... Um, just so well... It was done. awesome. Yeah. yeah. This uh, this next Ant-Man movie, it comes out after mm, Infinity War, but I think it yes. has to take place before it, right? It's set before. It's okay, set before. it has to They've be. confirmed, yeah. Because otherwise it makes no sense. Like, yep. there's just this big thing going on. They're like, we're going to take a break and just leave. <laughs> yeah. and then, because the Wasp <laughs> is in Infinity War, which I'm no, so much more not. excited. She's in, not? Wasp is not. Wasp is in Avengers 4, which comes out next year. Why the fuck she would not. she be in the... C- How is she in Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is a prequel to Infinity War, and then she wouldn't show up in Infinity War? That's stupid. Busy. I don't know. That's stupid. The schedule didn't. Well, I'm hoping that we don't know and that she will show up. Same with Captain Marvel. Paul Rudd is confirmed for Infinity War, but we haven't seen him in anything. Right. We haven't seen him in any. So I wonder if he's even in it that much. That's true. Maybe he shows up later. That's fair. Maybe Tane will show up if you guys watch uh, uh, Tim and Eric's awesome show. uh, I thought you were going to go for maybe a, like... Uh, clueless mm. reference or something. I don't know. No, uh, just look, search uh, Paul Rudd, Tim and Eric. Is like one bit that he did. He plays I'll like this like guy that like is recording. Yeah, he like just sits at his computer and watches like uh, avatars of himself, like dancing avatars, and it's it gets really funny. Uh-huh. But there's this character called Tane in it. He's here to entertain you. Well, I will be entertained by another viewing of the Black Panther. I'm going to definitely see it again. Uh, I think that's a show. I think that's a show. I think we've that's covered the Black Panther. Everyone should go watch it if you haven't yet, because it's pretty fucking cool. Um, little little news thing here. Um, Ryan Coogler 
and Michael B. Jordan will team up again for Ryan Coogler's next movie. It's going to be based on oh. based on the uh, standardized test cheating scandal in Atlanta public schools. And the interesting thing is Ta- Ta-Nehisi Coates, who writes... I thought it was Tennessee. Huh? I thought it was Tennessee Coates. He, he's, a, he's an author who also currently writes the Black Panther comic. No, I said I thought it was Tennessee Coates. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's maybe how you pronounce it. <laughs> okay. it it's spelled out Ta-Nehisi, but whatever. Um, he's writing the script for awesome. the next Ryan Coogler movie, so that's pretty cool. Man, Killmonger makes a really right turn there with his character. Well, also, Michael <laughs> B. Jordan, they just showed off a poster for Apollo Creed 2. Oh, shit. Yeah. God, they're they're really capitalizing. Is Coogler directing that? I have no. no, no I thought no, that's no, what not. I thought that's what you were about to say. I was like, yeah, no, no, yeah, Creed too. And then you said this other movie. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> How is that even possible? Uh, okay, well, Tom, beside the Unranked Podcast, where can people find you? People can find me at Great Britom on Twitter, Time Bomb Tom on PlayStation Network if you like to game, and check out sci-fi.com forward slash sci-fi wire for any upcoming writing that I may be doing. And the Unranked Podcast. And the Unranked Podcast, yes. John? <laughs> uh, you can find me at Johnny B. Good in LA on various social media and uh, yeah, either on this podcast every now and then. And I'm at Tweet Humes, we're at the Zeitheist Podcast. We'll see you next week. <laughs>